Hello and welcome back to the Go Off Sis podcast. We have been rocking with you guys all season, talking everything that we've been loving about ourselves, our community, and how we can just be on our queen shit this season. And so for episode eight, the last episode of this season, but wait, there might be more, so keep an eye out. We're just going to keep it fun, all right? We want to laugh. We want to have joy. There is so much going on in the world, and most of the time, life is just not funny and can be super heavy, but today, for us, we want to bring the joy. We want to share that joy. We want to feel that joy, so we're not making light of anything. Again, there's so much going on, but sometimes we just got to laugh, okay? It is the best medicine. It brings us together as a community, and I feel like, you know, we've been talking this season all about how we bring that joy and how we share it. And I feel like laughter is one of the best ways for us as a community to do that. So let's get into that. We all know we need therapy. Please, sis, go do that. So today, this is going to be your emergency therapy session if you need it. All right. We're going to give some woosahs. We're going to have some laughs. We're going to also just let you guys go off too, because you've been hearing us talk this whole season. So now's your chance to go off. We have some of your messages, your rants, your glow-ups. They are good. We're going to share them with you and then hopefully give some fun, maybe helpful advice, but that's not the priority because we're just going to laugh today. (laughs) All right. And then we will be joined by the hilarious Lala Milan to continue that discussion and join our Go Off Sis group chat. But first of all, I just want to introduce the roundtable of our Go Off Sis group chat today. So Kathleen, Steph, Maya, how we doing today? Kathleen, we'll start off with you. Hey, y'all. I'm Kathleen, one half of the senior editor team at Unbothered, coming at you from the six, as I do always. I'm doing all right. You know, I'm ready to laugh. Every time we get together and we kiki, I laugh so hard my face hurts afterwards. <laughs> so I'm ready for that. Oh, yes. Yes, indeed. Steph, how you doing? Hello, I'm doing all right. For everybody who may be tuning in for the first time, I am the other half of Unbothered Senior Editor Duo. And yeah, I'm I'm ready to laugh today. Hopefully not too hard because I do have a bit of a headache. But, you know, with you ladies, you just got to expect to laugh because y'all are funny. <laughs> yeah, look, that laughter might be the cure too, you know? Exactly. So we're going to just release some of that. Maya, how you feeling? You glowing, I'll tell you that. I'm Maya, <laughs> the social media coordinator and sometimes funny clown of all the unbothered meetings, you know? All the time. Every time. Always. All <laughs> she never the time. I'm just so excited for everyone to just basically hear our meetings <laughs> like being recorded. Every single time we have a meeting, I'm like, this should have been recorded. And so now it finally is. (laughs) Okay. I am Chelsea Sanders, VP at Unbothered. And today we're going to start off and just keep the laughs going. So I want to ask you guys, when was the last time you belly laughed? Okay. Like, just take it back. Let's get into that energy from the jump. I'll start out. When we were talking about this, I always say, and I've shared this on a few other episodes, like I'm a Bravo stan. So I love my Real Housewives. And anytime I'm watching Atlanta or Potomac, like Queen Karen, Nini, anyone. It just gives me so much life. And I feel like that always just like makes me feel good. I can like laugh at the ridiculousness, but also just like take notes for my own life. So that's always just like gets me going and makes me laugh. And then today, just so you know, I was talking to Sandy, our branded specialist who is also amazing. And we were talking about how we were saying like, oh, wow, that's really tough. And I was like, oh, like, yeah, I'll pray for him. And Sandy goes, 
you know that when Black people say, I'll pray for him, that, that's the prayer. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> like, that's, <laughs> that's, that's, uh, that, that's the prayer. <laughs> so that was the other one this morning that just like made me laugh. And that's the whole prayer. <laughs> Kathleen, how about you? <laughs> the last time I really belly laughed. Okay, I got two. So when we were talking about this, it was Bad Trip. Starring Tiffany Haddish, Eric Andre, Lil Rel Howery. Just that movie. I mean, I don't understand how that many Black people didn't recognize Tiffany Haddish. But I was dying laughing that whole movie. And then this morning, I rewatched Kiki Palmer, Sorry to This Man. <laughs> and I just, every time, she's like, I don't know who this man is. <laughs> it's just every, it gets me every time. Every single time when she's like, I hope I don't sound ridiculous. But I'm sorry, I don't know who this man is. <laughs> Sorry to this man. Literally, I'll pray for him. That's the prayer. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's the prayer. Oh, Steph, Kiki. how about you? <laughs> so the last time I belly laughed, I don't know what me and one of my best friends were on, but one night we just decided we were going to go down the Brittany Broski wormhole. Brittany Broski is the kombucha girl. I'm sure everybody knows who that is. And her TikTok channel is hilarious. And she has this video of her doing, she's like impersonating the beatboxing part of Justin Timberlake's Rock Your Body. (laughs) 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 And I think what made it so funny was like, I saw it around the time that the Janet Jackson Super Bowl conversation had come back up. So I was like really fired up. So in my head, like, even though she didn't say it with her words, I just felt like she was just, like, letting everybody know how ridiculous he actually sounded in that part of the song. And, like, I'm thinking about the video, and he was so into it. Like, he just knew (laughs) he was doing something. It's also funny because I don't know about y'all, but I bought it. Like, back then, I yes. was bobbing my head along Same. to that shit. Yes. Which Same. is funnier in hindsight. Maya's <laughs> judging me. Huh? Maya? No. I wasn't. Same. I was not. I was <laughs> you know? <laughs> I did the same, but like he did it in the Dirty Pop video too oh my for God. real fans. Oh, and I yeah. was like, wow, this is a real, like a bonus episode <laughs> clip for us. Like I was like, thank you, Justin. No, thank you. I, no one asked for this. Yeah, Ooh, we thought that one. was so fly, really. No. Wasn't. Sorry, not that. sorry. Okay, then, Maya, what about you then? If we're saying no to Justin, what are you Ooh, saying yes to? All the time, no to him. Okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know if you guys know know the sitcom All of Us. Mm-hmm. They brought it on Hulu, and I've just been watching it. And the little boy Bobby, hilarious and cute. I remember the episode I was watching. He was playing goldfish with his friends, and he was like, "Mom, I'm about to win." And the little boy's like, "Um, no, you're not. Got any threes?" He was like, "Nope." Go fish, nigga! <laughs> and it's a it's a party. I think it's a party for him. And his parents are just looking at him like, you know, we say that only when we in the house, not when you embarrassing me in front of company. You know. And I was dying. Like I love old sitcoms. That the Parkers has me rolling. Yes. I can watch the Parkers so many times, and it will never not be funny. It truly, it would never not be funny. And I feel like, I know we we talk about Monique a lot, but like Countess Vaughn, like she is mm. a gem and she really never got her flowers, just as an FYI for that. Okay, great. So we started off on a good note. I love this energy. And let's dive into, before we get into our chat, because we're going we're gonna to get into that with our Go Off Sis family, I want to just talk about a little bit about comedy, right? And talk a little bit about what comedy has meant for us, because 
If you guys didn't already know, Black people are funny as fuck. We know that. We've proved that in the past five minutes, even. (laughs) And I feel like even just, we can say Black Twitter, and that's, again, the end of the tweet. But let's dive deeper into that and just talk about a little bit why our comedy is so comedic. Why is it so impactful? And I guess I'm always thinking about, for me, like, laughter has always been a part of my household. Like, always and forever. And I feel like there's a specific energy when it comes to our comedy and when it comes to our jokes that is just something that like you recognize whether you're in it, you either get the joke or you don't. And so I just want to talk about sort of what our entry point into comedy was. Like, who was funny for you? Were you that funny girl? Was it your parents? Was it your friends? How did that really sort of like come about for you and sort of comedy be a source of love, laughter, and just like relief? How about you, Kathleen? Yeah, I mean, I was not the funny one. I am not the funny one. But my my big bro- my big brothers are really funny. And I remember watching like early Chris Rock and Dave Chappelle stand-ups with them. Like my brother Sam and I still do Dave Chappelle's Sesame Street stand-up all the time. Like <laughs> this is why people grow up and step over homeless people. <laughs> like, in the trash can. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So it's just like reverting to those old comics. And then for sitcoms, like my brother based his entire personality on Will from Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. So I'm like rewatching that all the time. But that was one of my like earliest memories of like sitting down and watching a sitcom and laughing with my family. Also, that's so Raven. And (gasps) Raven Simone. Oh my God. No, you didn't. She is the first comedic black actress to have a show with her name in the title. And that then just goes to me, like you said, Chelsea, we are the funniest people on the planet and black women specifically are. So when we talk about comedy and entry points, a lot of it is male dominated. And even when we're talking about comedy and, oh, are women funny? This seems to like come up in pop culture all the time. Like, let's talk about are women funny? But that conversation always gets dominated by white female comedians. So it's, you know, Amy Schumer, Tina Fey will dominate this conversation about are women funny when Tiffany Haddish is right there. Monique, as you mentioned, Wanda Sykes, Issa Rae. Like, these are the people that make me laugh. And I just think that Black women specifically in comedy have to be a larger part of the conversation. I think it's because we're expected to be funny, though. Is it not? We're expected to be funny. We're expected to just have extraness. You know Mm. know how your parents say you have to work three times as hard just to get as much. You just have to be that much better. And then when you come to the table, they're like, okay, you're not, you black, you just black. You don't, you don't sing, mm. you don't dance, you don't make me laugh. Mm. What What did you hear for? And it's just like, girl, I'm cute and I can act. Like, just give me the role. But I think that's the thing. Raven, the Cheetah Girls, I watched the Cheetah Girls three times in a row. Mm. It was movie night. My mom was like, you still up? I said, um, Raven's still on. Yes, I'm still up. <laughs> <laughs> did you, what are you saying? <laughs> but for me... The entry point was kind of funny with comedy because I had that era of, yeah, I watched stand-up with my parents, but sitcoms were really incorporating a lot of Black comedy at that time. And then I remember specifically, Medea was a really big thing when I was young, and the stage plays were just so funny and inviting. And it was just the sense of community when you came together just to watch and enjoy. So that was one entry point. And then for me personally, in everyday life, you use comedy as a shield to be like, 
you know, hey, I may not be the most physically attractive person in the world, but I'm funny. When you get picked on, what are you going to do? You know, if somebody doesn't necessarily hit you first, but says something really disrespectful, you have to come back with wit because the only reason they're picking on you is because their feelings are hurt. So you have to get back with them. And then once they know that tongue is a sword, they're going to back off. Mm. There's so much in what you just said, Maya, because I think one, yes, for a lot of us, like comedy was a defense mechanism first, right? Like Mm -hmm. whether you were getting these jokes on like the playground or in your house, or if there was like insecurities that you had that people called out, right? You almost wanted to be, at least for me too, like you wanted to be the first person to call it out, right? Before they could. Like, Mm -hmm. oh, you think you got me? Like, please, let's back up. Like, I already know everything you're going to say, like this, that, and the third. So I'm going to say it and just leave you hanging. And then I think the other thing of that is the expectation of comedy, right? Like, who's getting these jokes when I give them, (laughs) right? And I think that's just a really important piece of this because not every joke is for everybody, right? (laughs) At all which is okay. Some people can't handle that. But I also think that there is this like community of comedic Black girls, whether it's just, again, you're living your daily lives or whether it's on stage or on TikTok. We're seeing so many now, especially over the past year, people like sharing their voice and it just like happens to be funny, but it doesn't necessarily have to be like a whole setup, right? Or a whole stand-up special. People are just rocking with what they got with their phones. And I feel like we're seeing now so many different types of comedy too, right? It's not just like laugh out loud, the like stereotypical, like sassy type of comedy that again, there's that expectation of, but it's also like the awkward comedy, right? The weird comedy, the like offbeat comedy, the nerdy comedy. And I feel like we've opened that up a little bit more to see different visions of comedy for Black girls, which I I also love that. I definitely grew up on the stands of comedy, the kings of comedy, queens of comedy, But I didn't really begin to, like, broaden my lens on what comedy was or could be until Issa came out with Awkward Black Girl on YouTube. Still love that show to that day. Thank you, Issa. (laughs) I'm not the wittiest person in the world. Like, when I grew up, if I got picked on, like, okay, cool, you picking on me, that's fine. I'm going to let you talk your stuff and just keep keep up my business because I don't have a comeback. I don't think I felt like I knew how to be funny. But, like, when I saw Issa on Awkward Black Girl just being, like, her normal quirky self, I saw so much of myself in her. And through a show like that, I just realized there are so many different ways to be funny and just being who you are as an individual. Sometimes you just find humor in the awkwardness of your life. And there's a lot of people who can relate to that. I think you also see a lot of that today. To your point, Chelsea, you know, anybody who has a phone now can get on and, you know, just be themselves and make people laugh. There's so many Black creators on Instagram, for example, and TikTok, Ricky Thompson, Elsa, who like, Mm. oh my God, like everybody's obsessed with her right now. Elsa! Elsa, like, Elsa, if you're listening, we love you. Please come be on the show one day. You're like hilarious. Yes, that's my girl. (laughs) That is my girl. But you know, they're challenging the idea of what funny is and what it means to be a comedian. And it's not always getting on a stage and doing a stand-up set. Sometimes it's just, you know, going on and picking up your phone and talking about you know, whatever, and eating mm-hmm. chips <laughs> and, a really, and a really cool <laughs> pair of sunglasses. <laughs> it's so true. Uh, Steph, everything you're saying, I mean, like the Issa thing, that was totally me too. I was just awkward. I've said I'm not funny, but like 
in her being herself, like that kind of gave us the liberation to be like, oh yeah, that blackness is cool and can be funny too. And when you're talking about like the different forms of comedy, I think of Z-Way, all she does is interview people and like be smarter than them. Like that's her shtick. (laughs) And it's so funny, but it's also so subversive. Like think about the stereotypes that we've gotten that we're not smart. And Mm. so she's made just being intelligent her shtick that's so funny and she's just making other people look a fool. I just like love that she's done that and any forms of comedy that kind of flip these uh, stereotypical ideas of who is funny and what blackness is and what black comedy is. I love that. I I mean, I you guys know I'm such a Z-Way stan and I, I love her not only just because her comedy is so intelligent and she's so intelligent and everything she's saying is actually serviceable outside of the comedic realm that it sits, right? But what I also love, and this is the type of comedy that I am obsessed with, is I'm going to just let you embarrass yourself, yes. you know? <laughs> You're going to just do all of the work for me. And I'm going to just sit here and laugh at you, like, in your face. Unfortunately, that's become a problem for me. Chelsea is the reason people go to therapy. (laughs) If y'all are wondering how she got her nickname, Pastor Petty, you about to find out. Honey, you probably just sitting up there running your mouth, and then Chelsea's like, you finished? (laughs) I have been on the the other end of this, and let me tell you, it's not fun. You're going to therapy, sweetie. Look, I am who I am, okay? Know know thyself, okay? First and foremost. I'm just saying, like, if you're going to show up to the party— That's very Drake of you to say. I'm sorry. It is. Yes, that's correct. You know this. I'm also a resident Drakeologist. Once again, I am, like, pastor petty of, like, the problematic era. I will own that 1,000%. And I think it's because also, like— I'm not going to do the extra work to embarrass you. You can do that yourself. But I also love, and I think this is so particular too, with Black women and just our community, is that we also have the ability to laugh at ourselves. And I think like that is a huge piece of this. Like we can crack jokes on each other, on our community, like on, but also like on ourselves. And I feel like that's something that is so specific to us, right? Because everything is happening, and there's so much just depth and so much like weight on us every single day. And I think the ability for us to even just like turn around and look in the mirror and be like, it's not that serious. (laughs) Like, it's just not that serious sometimes. Like, there's power in that. There's power in being able to say like, I'm not going to let what's happening outside affect my insides. And that's, that's it. And so I feel like that's something that like, I just really connect with when it comes to comedy and when it comes to like our jokes. When you think about the jokes that we have, whether that's on like the memes, like TikTok, like the challenges, when people try to like do them, it's like, this doesn't translate the same way. Because every joke isn't for everybody. I feel like people still are kind of lost, sometimes intersectionalism, as well as just, this is not your realm and that's okay. Like I remember on TikTok, you know, the term hot girl summer or city girl. We having a city girl summer. So the black girl was telling the white girl, you cannot say that. You cannot have, you're not a city girl, babe. She's like, how are you going to tell me I'm not a city girl? That's so racist of you to say me as a white girl. Um, I can't be a city girl. She was like, what's the city girl? She's like, a city girl is a girl that just really enjoys the city. Like she said, girl, you don't even know what a city girl is. <laughs> <laughs> Baby. How 
you going to be something you don't even, you're just repeating vernacular that you hear and you don't know what it means. It's the same thing with jokes. You reenact the joke because the comments were laughing and it was a black community inside joke and you wanted that same affection and attention, not knowing what you were doing. And instead of just looking at your own life and saying, what are some things that I can take and turn around and make it funny because I'm now I'm over them so that my fellow people can also have a laugh? You got to take it from somebody else. Every area is not for you. And if you want to be in that space, sit back, observe, and then ask for entry. And if they tell you no, sit down respectfully. Mm. Mm. You making me think of that clip where that girl was trying to read who child. She's like, who Chile? I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> just stop. Like, just stop. Just, just stop. Like, what is yeah. Chile? <laughs> I don't know. Like we making a pot of food? Like, <laughs> like what is like? Is this past like, Chile? Um, but I think that I think that that's <laughs> I think that that's something that black people understand because there have been spaces that weren't for us. And we understand in our different cultures even that okay, that joke maybe about like Nigerian people isn't for me because I'm Ghanaian or uh, you mm-hmm. know. That joke about black moms is for me, but isn't going to be for that mixed race girl who doesn't have a black mom, right? Like we know, Maya, you said this, like that some jokes aren't for us, but I don't think that white people understand that because everything has been for them. They've or they've gone through their lives without having barriers to entry to places. And so they're like, well, yeah, that's racist. How dare you say that I can't partake in this thing where we're like, we've lived our whole lives. Yeah, what would be Exactly. And I feel like it's also one of those things of just like, you just can't have this. Like, just, it's it's okay. And you I think that's... You can't sit with us. Yeah, you can't <laughs> sit with us. And I think it's like one of those things that like, they want this joy. And like, you just, you're going to get these jokes, not this joy. Like, that's it. Know. <laughs> you know? Is that a gym drop? Yeah, we're just dropping bars here, you know? Um, But I also just, okay, I want to now get into the places where we are funny at just everything and can roast each other, which is, of course, the group chat, all right? So I just want to spend a a little time because we're about to dive into our go-off sis group chat with our friends here and these videos. But I just want to, before we do that, sound off on who each of us are in the group chat, okay? Obviously, I am just going to come in and drop a bomb and good luck and then walk away uh, three hours later. <laughs> That's my energy. That's my vibe. Uh, good luck and get ready. And taking it so, too far. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> that it, here's, you guys know this. If you call on me, I will come, okay? <laughs> Just get ready. <laughs> Just be ready for it, okay? But Kathleen, I know you said you were not the funny one. I disagree with you. <laughs> oh, well, but thank you I know, for that. I know. I, I know <laughs> this is the thing, but who are you in that group chat? I mean, my group chat is is my heart and soul, and I like get emotional when I talk about my group chat. So I am the emotional one in the group chat. I am not funny. I'm always being, being sincere, which means that I'm the one that gets roasted all the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my dynamic is just to show up, participate, and have people just make jokes at my expense, which I am all for. It's okay. So everybody's got to play their roles. And I know what mine is. Kathleen's uh, running up to get done up, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> we love it. We need we need the whole cycle, you mm-hmm. know, for it to mm-hmm. work. Steph, how about you? I honestly, I'm usually chilling in the background, minding my business, drinking my tea. But it really just depends on like what's going on. Like if mm-hmm. it's a moment where like, 
friend comes in the group chat and like needs some advice and I'm probably the one that's going to drop some like motherly sage advice. Or like if it's a situation where let's say one of our homegirls just like started talking to a new guy and she's like sharing his photos and telling us about him or whatever. And it's clear that like nobody in the group chat likes him. I may be the one to be like, well, you know, at least he has a job or like at least this (laughs) or at least that. Like I'm trying to find like the bright side in anything. But yeah, I usually don't have much to say unless like I'm picking up on on something I got to warn somebody about or give someone some guidance or something like that. Steph's a good person. <laughs> we, we need you to balance I don't, out. I don't like to instigate, y'all. I don't like to instigate. It's uncomfortable. <laughs> uh, Maya, are we instigating or what are we doing when you in the group chat? I don't think it's called instigating, honestly. Like, I just, I'm the shady realist. Like, you got to keep it real for your friends. So when I was away, this is who you let talk to you? Okay, girl. <laughs> We see the fruit in the loom and the Gucci. Okay, collab, we see it. Girl, don't him. He said he drives a what? Baby, he's leasing it. Okay? Ask him what his fidelity profile looks like. Okay? Let's try something else, you know? Let's just mm. try something else. See, Maya, you're just asking the questions that deserve answers. Like I'm just... I'm just <clears throat> these are just questions. for stability here. These are just questions. I mean... Okay, you know? People need the answers. Okay. You know, well, people are going to get these answers. All right. So let's hop into these questions. We have some good ones here from our Go Up Sis family. We asked, you guys answered. Anything you guys want to go off on, we're going to talk about today. We're going to go through a couple of questions, play those, and then you're going to get our thoughts. And just know that these are all just covered in love and energy. We're wishing you well. We're wishing you wealth. But again, you're going to get these jokes. So let's go. The first is from one of our ladies who's just looking for some tips to keep her life in check. Let's let's hear her out. Hi, my name is Micah Backus. I live in Los Angeles, California. I'm 25. And my question is, with the current state of the world, the political state, uh, and everything that's happening coming out of quarantine, what are some tips to stay healthy, active, and also keep your mental state in check? Mm. Oof. She's just trying to survive. She's just trying to survive. Mm -mm. Steph, Um, this feels like a question for you. I was going to say, I think, first of all, hello, Micah. Um, Thank you for your your honest and transparent question. I feel like, one, don't be afraid to unplug. I know for me, like in times like these, especially as an editor, I feel like I have to be plugged in all the time. Like, I don't want to miss something. Like, what if there's like more news about the vaccine or, you know what I mean? But sometimes you just got to like put the phone down turn the news off. So that's my first part. My second answer to that question is to find what works for you. Cause I feel like a lot of people will say like, oh, you know, get out and go for a walk, which is great. Or take more baths or journal. But if you're not somebody who typically journals or likes to write, then that's probably not a habit that you're going to keep up with. So just really find something that speaks to you and your spirit and then like stick with that. For me, it's, you know, getting up early and doing workouts. I like movement. I danced for 13 years. And so it's something that's very familiar to me and that like my my body and my mind are very receptive to. And I do that every morning or just whenever I feel like it. And if you find a routine and you fall off of it, don't beat yourself up. Sometimes you just need to rest and that's okay too. So yeah, unplug, find what works for you and strike a healthy balance. Listen to Steph. Trust trust us. Listen to <laughs> Steph. 
I hope that helps. Yes. And if you guys just, uh, we're starting out very nice, but these get progressively messier. So just, just <laughs> buckle in. But yes. Okay. Next up, we have a, a real question from a homeowner about this new pandemic life. So let's hear that one. Hi, my name is Ashton. I'm 31 from Long Beach. I made some major moves during the pandemic and I got my own spot. So my question is, how do I let friends, family, people I meet, uh, just kind of let them know that my spot will not be the post-pandemic let out? Ooh, <laughs> Ashton, starting fights. No, she not. <laughs> Kathleen, you're a homeowner. <laughs> I am a homeowner, and my partner's family does not live in this province. So they're always family and friends, I will say. I love his family. His friends will come and stay with us all the time, all the time. And I am not very good at saying, hey, our spot is not your spot. Hotels exist. But I'm getting better at it. In the beginning, I was not good at it. And now I will say boundaries. I'm sorry. You can stay for a weekend. You cannot stay for a week. And you just got to say it. You just got to. I mean, sometimes it's going to be uncomfortable. But you just got to say it or else the alternative is that you're stuck with these people in your house. Girl, easy. Oh, my gosh. The light bill is getting so high. Do you want to (laughs) pay? Do you want to chip in? This mortgage is, woo, really taxing. <laughs> this property tax is crazy. Anybody got some money? They will leave with the quickness. They will leave. The, the Florida jumped out of my yeah. ass there. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I also, like, I, like maybe quite simply, like, lock your door. Genuinely. <laughs> I'm so serious. Like, I do not let people in my space at all. You are never going to know where I live. Like, you guys just also know this. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm ready to go at a moment's notice. So the last thing I'm going to do is invite someone else over. So I think it's also just, like, being very clear with them that, like, there is a timeline. Or, like, you can stay for an hour, but then you got to go. Or, like, set up. This is also what I do. I just set up fake things all the time. All the time. There you go. There you go. (laughs) It's okay to set boundaries and make things up. Yes. I just like set up. Oh, yeah. I got to go pick up my dog. Chelsea, you don't have a dog. Don't worry about it. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) You don't know that. You you, you in my business. (laughs) Literally. There you go. So that's your answer. (laughs) All right. Next up, we got a third one. This is a good one. Just about the group chat and having to deal with all of the fake news that gets dropped in it. So let's hear this one. Hey Unbothered fam, I have some cousins who love, love, love to get their news from IG. If it's about microchips or 5G, a conspiracy theory, they believe it and they like to send it around in our fam group chat like it's absolute fact. How do I talk to them about checking their sources before they send things around without making them feel dumb? Help. <laughs> Make them feel dumb. This question is not for me. <laughs> Make them feel dumb. I mean, I'm out. I have, I have a family member like this. In I actually had to leave the family WhatsApp chat. I just had to because she was dropping just, yeah, anti-mask conspiracies, like just stuff that is like, no, hard line. And I'm usually the person that's like, I'll, I'll give it to you soft. I'll like ease it in. I'm trying to avoid confrontation. But when it's something that like they actually are being dumb, you got to let them know. And that's coming from the nicest person in the group. <laughs> That's from the nicest person in the group. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. Mm -mm -mm. I feel like 
I'm one of those people that like, again, if you if you catch me on the wrong Monday, like I'll go down that rabbit hole with you. Like I'll be like, okay, let's unpack this. <laughs> so, okay, so what you're saying is aliens came down to Earth specifically to make sure that you that right there couldn't get your lunch for this because of the 5G tent pole. Like, <laughs> I'm just like, I just want to repeat back what you're telling me so that I know. And sometimes, again, that's where it is. You just let them embarrass themselves. Mm. But also, so I feel like with, with some of these things, it's, hey, you have to like also just be very like clear, like this is ridiculous. You're either going to call it out or like go down that rabbit hole or like Kathleen said, you just leave. But I've never like done that. That's honestly a maybe a better choice <laughs> to just like opt out. What is that like? <laughs> Steph, are you opting out? I'm really, you know, going back to the, the setting boundaries thing, I'm very okay with just pretending like I didn't see a message and not responding. Like, I'm just going to let you, you want to go walk off that cliff? Fine, but I'm not coming with you. You just like got to make those mental notes of like, all right, this is not helpful for you, let alone me. So setting boundaries, I feel like is a a big piece of this. But it is hard because it's family and they are your friends. And sometimes it can be hard to like say no to them. So good luck. (laughs) (laughs) so as far as conspiracy theorists don't don't come to me please please don't especially i hate when people come to you and don't have no receipts like Mm. that is the worst like i'm like okay so you you this is what you think where'd you read it i read it on the shade room (laughs) really that's the new standard for news we're doing that please don't get blocked please do not get blocked please do not get cussed out please do not get unfriended and muted like And think about stuff before you send it. It really is irritating to think you're friends with somebody who just saw something and sent it to you. Mm. It's just like, so we had no thoughts. Like, we just copy-paste send it. Wow. Why are we friends? We're friends? I don't know if we are after this. I'm concerned. Mm. Ooh. Well, on that note, which I think is fair, like, you you can get this block. Do not worry. We are handing those out like candy. Everyone can get this block like it just for for free for free (laughs) (laughs) and you're welcome Uh, but on that note okay we have reached the end of our fantastic discussion thank you so much to all the ladies who shared their questions their thoughts were vulnerable with us and hopefully we gave you some good advice if not we gave you a good laugh and just some good energy to walk into the rest of your day and now we have reached the point of our discussion our favorite point called don't at me and in case y'all forgot over these past four seasons, I will remind you, this is the point in our discussion where we are meant to tie a bow over everything, give ourselves some food for thought, and just really vibe with that queen energy we have been talking about all season. And again, in case you need a reminder, y'all cannot at us, okay? Nothing, nunca, non, nine, no, heart emoji. Okay, so to round us out this season, we have our newly minted funny girl. Okay, because you're going to do this to me and we trust us, Kathleen, you funny. So Kathleen, take it away, girl. All right. So Pastor Petty just said that anybody can be funny, but we're about to put that to the test because they gave the least funny person on this panel the don't at me. 
It's okay. I'm corny and awkward. And as Issa Rae proves, awkward is funny. At least that's what I tell myself. Don't at me. Just go with it. Listen, the funniest thing about me is that I live my life in shambles so that I can provide fodder for y'all's jokes. You're welcome. I'm here to lob you up. I'm the Scottie Pippen setting up MJ to dunk on me. That's not how basketball works. Anyway, I'm the Martin Lawrence in Bad Boys, the Jada Pinkett Smith in Girls Trip, the Carlton, the one who gets ridiculed. No shame. But as the one in the group chat who gets roasted, one thing I'ma do is laugh at all your jokes at my expense. Again, you're welcome for making y'all feel better about yourselves. Shout out to the one in the group chat who gets roasted. This is the representation we need. I'm here for you, girl. Don't at us. Laughter, as we've said, is truly the best medicine. It's free therapy. It's the thing that gets us through the day and keeps Twitter and TikTok relevant. Funny-ass Black women do that. We are the funniest people on the planet, period. Don't at me. Whether it's Kiki Palmer saying sorry to this man or NeNe Leakes making us howl every time she opens our mouth or Maya, the funniest person on this podcast, letting her Florida out for our amusement, Black people are undefeated in the comedy department. And it's because we've had to be. There is nothing funny about the shit we deal with on the daily in a world that repeatedly disrespects, oppresses, and steals from us. But time and time again, we take the punches and turn them into punchlines. We take the pain and turn it into parody. We heal through laughter. And just when they think they got us on the ropes, we're the ones laughing in their face. That's not how boxing works. My analogy went left, but finally, I just want to say that even when the news is horrifying and reality feels like a sick joke, comedy is a remedy. Don't forget to have the last laugh. Don't at me. This season, we're powering our purpose, living our passions, and reminding ourselves that we are the queens we worship every day. From the tools we need to be our best selves to the energy we deserve to make those dreams a reality, we are Black beyond measure. Target is investing in the success of Black creators with their year-round platform and dedicated support. Head over to Target.com slash Black Beyond Measure to learn more about how to power opportunities for our success. Okay, we are back, and we have Lala Milan in the building. Not only just a personality, a sense of humor, energy, she's a comedian, actress, entrepreneur, but really, you know her, you love her. She never limits herself to one thing. She's gone viral over and over, and I think people love you, Lala, just for your ability to storytell and integrate just some of the things that, you know, sometimes we want to cry about, but, you know, it's just easier to laugh. She has a podcast called The Salon. You can also catch her on Boomerang, Black Lady Sketch Show, and Claws. The hustle never stops, okay? We are so happy to have you here with us today. Welcome to Go Off, Sis Lala. Well, dang, you just went off, Sis! Oh my, thank you. I receive them and they was roses. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, thank you. Yes. Well, okay, so let's dive right in. I think, like I said, you wear so many hats. You, Mm -hmm. you know, you've worked that nine to five. You are been an actress now. You're an influencer, a podcaster. You have Mm -hmm. your cosmetology license. And again, you're just giving these jokes on the daily. So can you tell us a little bit how you you really transitioned from, you know, that nine to five to really just getting all of those other things going, including just being that like source of comedy for us you are now? Yes, well, 
Transitioning from the nine to five, working at Allstate, it really was me just being bored on a job, you know, and not really being passionate about what it is that I was doing. I was over it, you know, and I was like, I have to do something to pass time because if I don't, I'm going to go crazy up in here. So I found myself just creating content while being on a job and really just being like, you know what, what else can I get into? I always, social media was new fairly new at the time. So it was one of those things to where it just caught my attention. And I was always like, "Mm, they should have did it like this. And I started being like, you know what, let me do my own, you know? And so obviously the entertainment thing pretty much opened the door for everything else. I always say when you're passionate about one thing, it'll lead you into whatever whatever else you really want to do. I just want to be an entertainer. And so entertaining, whether somebody's looking at pictures of me and they're like, oh, she's beautiful, whether I'm dropping some knowledge, whether I'm making you laugh, you know, I don't care what I'm doing. As long as you are looking to me to feel entertained, I'm good. So that's how I transition into it from my job, just jumping. Oh, and I love that you you mentioned also that like jumping from that transition was also something that like you had to sort of like step out, like it's a leap of faith for you too, right? Mm-hmm. Making like comedy and entertainment your career. Was there ever a time where you were like, it's just real slow right now. Like maybe I do need to call state back. Like when you <laughs> were thinking about that, you're like, no, never. We're, we're going to figure no. it out. <laughs> no, because one thing for sure Let me tell you something, and I'm being 100% honest. I would sell vagina before I sell insurance again. (laughs) She said she wasn't in good hands. I wasn't going back. That's what I tell people all the time, Maya. I'd be like, look, I wasn't in good hands. You know, no, there was never time. But I will say, yes, things oftentimes got slow, as they do when you're an entrepreneur in anything that you do. You know, but I said, oh, there's going to be a way. I'll be a stripper Okay, I got a vagina. We could do whatever we want to. You know, there's so many ways. And yes, it was it was that dark at my nine to five to the point where I said, I'll do whatever. Mm. But thankfully, mm. I didn't have to. Okay. Thankfully for us, too. And yeah. it feels like <laughs> it feels like we're in a group chat right now. And I we've been talking about black comedy and just like the healing mm-hmm. power of laughter and the excellence of our group chats of black women. So I'm just going to assume that you are the joker in your group chat. We were talking about all our different roles in the <laughs> chat. So what's your role? I am, believe it or not, I am the one with wisdom, you know? I'm naturally funny, you know? So I'm not the one who crack jokes with intention when I'm talking to my girls because I leave that for the entertainment side. But I'm more so like when my homegirls start dating somebody new, I'm like, okay, girl, you say he stay where? Give me his address. <laughs> okay, who is this person? Because she's also listed at that address. You know, her, uh, okay, that's his little sister. Oh, they ain't got the same last name. Did he tell you about her? Like, that's me. Whenever they're trying to figure something out, girl, you know, I'm having this going, okay, have you tried this? Like, I'm the wise one. I've experienced a lot of things and I've seen a lot of things. And if I don't know what the hell is going on, I'm going to figure it out. So my girls always come to me for knowledge. Ooh, okay. That's real. One thing we've been talking about, too, is like the power of the group Mm -hmm. chat, right? And we all know the original group chat is the hair salon. You be hearing oh, some cra- we be having some real conversations at the hair salon and also tell some crazy stories at the yes. hair salon. And you're the host of your own podcast called The Salon with Lala Milan. 
Yes. So we got to ask, what is the wildest story that you have heard on your show? This one was from Tessa. Now, she was saying that she just started dating this guy and he, every time they was about to do something, something happened. The first time he said he got hit by a car. The next time he said, (laughs) yes, right? I said, girl, from that part, you should have knew. The next time it was something else. And I was, they were both like final destination type situations. I said, girl, when we got off the line, y'all know what I did. I looked that man up. Mm. Mm. Let's just say I was correct. Mm. What was he doing? Okay. I'm about to say, what you gotta tell what, what was going on. Well, we ain't aired that part, but <laughs> that Scorpio intuition be on point. <laughs> I ain't never know off. it. He's a scammer. <laughs> For real, Stephanie, yes. And also, like, do you have any documents that prove that this? Like, you, you, if you were hit by a car, like, did you go to the hospital? Like, can I call, talk to your doctor? Like, I, you know. No, man, they were so new. One thing about mm. dudes, when they want anything, okay, if a man get hit by a car, he's still going to find a way to make his way over to your crib, okay? <laughs> yep, you know. He going to be like, babe, I'm on my way in the stretcher, but I just want to <laughs> let you know I got hit by a car. And he going to pull up in a body cast. So I said off top, he not the one. He not doing enough to keep your attention. <laughs> I like that. Am I lying? No. No. A man will Mm-mm. find a way. Please. Yeah, if they want to, yeah. they will. Husbands Ooh. be finding ways to get side chicks and keep the side chicks happy. Don't tell me that this single man got hit by a car and ain't finding a way to make his way to your house. Stop playing with me. Say it. <laughs> He'd use it as an excuse. He'd be like, I just take up by exactly. a car. Baby, I got to come over. Exactly. (laughs) And I think I also like love because one of the things that we've been talking about again is like turning our like pain into laughter, right? You have to turn everything that sometimes it's a gift and a curse for me. I turn everything Mm. into a joke, you know, sometimes too prematurely, you know, and I've realized that after I say it and people's face just drop, you know, but I mean, somebody laugh, you know what I mean? (laughs) And I can't help it because it's really a coping mechanism for me. You know, I don't like to cry. I don't like to be emotional. So I just make a joke out of anything that could potentially hurt me or my people. And it's like, when you laugh, I heard, and I don't know how true this is, but I heard when you smile or laugh, it emits endorphins that Mm -hmm. make you feel completely better. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes even when I'm sad, I just smile looking stupid with a tear running down my eye and I be feeling better. So Mm -hmm. I always like to make people smile or laugh no matter the situation. It's healing. Mm. Are you a pretty crier? Because you know some people are pretty Hell criers. Hell no, girl. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie to you. Have you ever like watched yourself in the mirror crying? Because who? Sometimes that's it. I'm telling you, you by know that. How don't much? give me that. <laughs> that yeah. intensifies the cry. Yeah, I'm gonna have to try it. I'm yes. oh, it's, it's intense, good, Maya. It's intense. I'm love a, a cover good cry. crier. Like, I'll get on the covers and just, like, holler. I've never looked myself directly in the oh, eye girl. and cried. Mm. I feel like that is just some level of connectivity with self that I might Maya. just not be at yet, you know? It's therapeutic. Mm-hmm. It's therapeutic. And then when you do it and then you wipe your face and be like, <sighs> and play some Mary J. Blige not going to cry, sis? What? <laughs> girl, please. That's the See? soundtrack for the cry. Absolutely. <laughs> mm-hmm. What y'all been through? <laughs> Hell. Life, Maya. Life, Maya. Who hurt you? <laughs> Who did it? We got to pull up. Cause. You know what's crazy? I don't even, it don't be niggas and stuff that I cry over, girl. I be crying about when business don't go right for mm-hmm. me. I cry. I mean, it yes. just be niggas. It be Benjamin Franklin. You know, <laughs> them. But 
as far as a, a physical man, nah. I cry when business don't go right if I don't land something that I really wanted. You know what I'm saying? Something like that. Yes. Ooh, that's understandable. Because, baby, stay on the topic of laughter and pain, though. I know you getting fine and fit, you know, gaining yeah. weight. And Ooh. there's always this stigma around black women's bodies of, like, not being thick enough and then a lot of mm-hmm. criticism on wellness journeys. So how does that impact you? It doesn't. Okay, because when I started social media, I feel like I heard all of the insults that I could then. You know, it's only so many times that you can be affected by something before you get immune. In the beginning, you know, when it's like, oh, you're skinny, acne, all that stuff. It was like, oh, my God, these people are coming for me. You know, but one thing about me, I take, you know bricks and stones that's thrown and I build houses. So when they say, you know, your skin is horrible, I started working on my skin. Boom, now I'm glowing. Okay? You know, whenever they was like, oh, you're too thin, I just grew up. That ended up happening on its own. But I say that to say my fitness journey has been fire and I noticed that I'm pretty much becoming a beacon for those women who are experiencing, you know, issues with self-esteem, you know, people having stuff to say to them about it. I don't really hear too much things about it at all. The page that I did, Fit Girl Bod, tracking my journey, it's crazy because I've only had it since like January and it's hit over 80,000. That goes to show how many women are really, really into gaining weight as opposed to losing it. You know, it's really a thing. It's a taboo. It's not spoken of. So the fact that I'm shedding light on it and making a community space for women who want to gain weight and feel safe and have other people who relate to them, that's a beautiful thing. So it hasn't affected me at all. If anything, it's just motivated me to keep going in my journey to read my, you know, desired body, which is simply just gaining a butt. Every yeah. black girl want a butt. You know Hello. what I'm saying? And I just like shaking my butt, twerking. I'm going to be 35 by the time it probably coming all the way. That's in four <laughs> years. So I'll be twerking at the age of 35 and won't care. Yeah, I know that's right. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Okay, so we're going to take this twerking energy uh, to the phone lines, okay? Because Let's get it. Now, okay, we, we know you're the wise one, but again, mm-hmm. we're going to just we're gonna just sound off right now and share some questions from our Go Off This group chat and we're going to join on in, Lala. All right, so first up. Hello, beautiful queens. Thank you for having me. My name is Devin. I am from Los Angeles, born and raised, South Central to be in particular. And I'm 27. And pretty much what I want to ask you, hardworking ladies, is just I feel like any woman who works hard, especially if you're a creative, especially if you're a freelancer, what is the best pick me up or just something that you might do when you feel a little bit discouraged a little bit? Things might be super slow. You might lose inspiration in anything and or you might just start to question like maybe I want to just explore a different avenue or anything like that. So what is the best thing? Lala, this is a perfect question for you because I feel like you're someone who has so many things going on. So like, how do you Mm -hmm. keep them all up in the air? That is a really, really good question. So for me, at times I feel like people want to fight what's happening instead of allowing it to just happen. And I've learned that instead of you, you know, fighting the fact that 
you're not being inspired in that moment as a creative, allow it to happen. Have a down moment and just relax instead of freaking out and panicking and figuring out, okay, what am I supposed to do next? No, because as creatives, it's so natural to always have a brain fart, to not have inspiration in that moment. But immediately something else is going to happen to remind you why you enjoy what you do, you know? So allow that moment to happen. Check out for a little bit. Watch some TV. Chill. And then go to sleep, wake up the next day and go ahead and get back into it, even if it takes a week. Like sometimes there's times where I don't post for a week because I'm not about to force anything. But allow it to happen instead of fighting against it. Now, I will say if it lasts for longer than a year, then go ahead and reconsider. (laughs) (laughs) I think you're really right. I had that same thing happen that she was talking about during the pandemic. And she Mm -hmm. was like, should I explore different avenues? Yes. Mm-hmm. Always yes, because I was the same way, very stubborn, very much. I put mad time into this. I put a lot of effort into this. I can't mm-hmm. deter from this path. And then when I was just like, girl, relax, relate, release. Mm-hmm. It, just, it, all, it just all came in. I figured out I like doing stuff on production. I like doing social mm-hmm. media. I like doing this. So just open yourself up and use that time to figure out who you are. Because who you think you are or who you're trying to be may not be who you really should be. If that makes Mm. any sense. That's valid. Mm -hmm. That's so true. Yeah. Yeah. And who knows? I mean, we don't want another pandemic anytime soon. But who knows when we're going to have this long-ass period of downtime again. So use it to your advantage. If you feel lost, this is a perfect time to go on a journey and explore some new things for yourself. Mm. Mm -hmm. And stuff, you always say, give yourself grace. Yeah. It's okay. I like that. Go easier on yourself. All right. Next up, we have a, a very good one. So let's play that one now. You know what's my issue? I'm talking to my ex. That's my issue. But he's claimed to be a changed man. So I was like, you know what? Let's give him another chance. Yesterday when we was together, he brought his best friend around me. And I've never met this girl before. I've never heard of her name before. It seemed like she just popped up out of nowhere. Even in the past, he's never told me about her. Or even when we broke up, we were still cool. He's never met her name before. So when he brought her around us yesterday... I don't know how they act when they alone, but he was being a little bit too touchy for me. Putting his arm around her, like just touching her hair, touching her face. And yeah, I'm not going to lie. I do get jealous and sometimes I do drag it, but I'm the type to stay quiet. So do you think I should talk to him about it and try to understand? Or do you think I should curse him out and cut him off? I'm sorry. Not to be messy, but it just... See, I just always be thinking people trying to set me up. So I just feel like he was like, you know what? I might act like I want to get back in her life, but I really just want to rub this girl on her face. Like, that's mm. the vibe I'm getting. I'm, I don't I don't mean to be petty, but I'm going to just... Anyway, y'all y'all take it from here because this makes me mad. <laughs> it do sound like a setup. It sounds yeah. like he's setting her up to be sister wives. and she's asking like she said they broke up and got back together y'all obviously broke up for a reason that's what I'm thinking and you keep going back to this dude and he just gave you another reason why y'all gonna break up Mm -hmm. one thing I don't do is cuss a dude out Mm -mm. okay because that energy could be going somewhere else Mm. and I'm not wasting my time. He's disrespecting you. What is there to talk about if obviously y'all done broke up in the past multiple times? It's time for you to go ahead and get on a dating app, sis, and entertain yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm. Four words that I always say, break up with him. Like, <laughs> yeah. this is 
a no-brainer. But Don't I talk to him, him about it. But she I love him. They be quick to he say that. He loves his best friend. And also, <laughs> I have friends who are men who are my best friends that I call them that. Ain't none of them touching my face or putting exactly. their arms around you me know? like that. Back. Exactly. And that's the point that I want to stress too. We're not saying like it's not okay for a man to have a woman who is his best friend. Right. At all. But if they being like touchy-feely, like, mm, I have a, a, a question what best friend mm-hmm. means <laughs> and, and what you're comfortable with. If you're cool with that, fine. But if you're not. She's dangerous because she know what her mm-hmm. and him got going on and she's still coming in front of the girl's face. So that means she loyal to him so you can't even come up to her on some woman to woman type stuff because she gonna be like no he just my mm. friend <laughs> <Just>. <laughs> also like who's touching faces in the pandemic uh, yeah, no who's touching my face like unless you're my part like don't 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 touch my face just don't, don't touch, touch my don't face touch me, in general like, what I got sensitive ever? skin and I'm acne prone don't touch yeah. my face <laughs> no it, it makes no sense and I feel like this is also one like, I really do think this is a setup, and I feel like it's one of those things that he either wants as a sister wife or he just wants to, like, have a moment and, like, show you that, like, he didn't need you and he, like, yeah. has an entire, like, roster of his own, which— This feels really petty that. and manipulative. I don't yeah. like it. Girl, no, yeah. I, like I always it. like to give a petty option. Okay. Now, she could go ahead and bring one of her attractive male friends around and tell her what's going on. Tell him what's going on, and then they be touchy in front of each other and be like, "That's just my best friend, babe." <laughs> touch face, touch face. You know, because some people still on that type of time, and I love to give options for that as well. Hi, I'm Sherry. I'm 31. I'm based in Los Angeles, California, and my go off is: How do you deal with coworkers or or those you service in the workspace when they are not based in your reality? And what I mean by that is, for example, as a Black female, owning her own business, has a profession and services families, how do I then communicate with my families when they ask me how my day is? When my day is just not great. With all that's happening with Black Lives Matter and that of Black people in this world and other minorities, I get feedback like, oh, we're feeling like we're back to normal because we got back from vacation. And my reality says that there's so much more going on in this world than vacation. Mm. That's good. They're living in their bubble, girl. They're living in Mm their bubble. I always say people, everybody, and myself included, we live in a bubble. We live in a space where certain things are comfortable to us. And when those comforting things are around are happening, we're okay with being like, oh, everything's back to normal. But the problem is your normal is not okay. Right. Mm. You know, like you being okay with everything that's going on right now, as long as you're not directly impacted, that's a problem. Going back to mm-hmm. therapy, you need to talk to somebody because you've allu- you've made yourself believe in this illusion that everything is okay and fine, and it is not. And I think if she's really ready because it's going to be a process, she should talk to her parents or whoever she's speaking to about that because maybe it's something that they didn't realize they were doing. Or they might be suppressing feelings because your feelings, one, are not invalid. They are very much true. A lot of people are feeling them. Take a break, sis. And you might need to take a little bit of a vacation because it seems like you in your head a little bit and you got to escape that before it succumbs you, okay? Mm-hmm. That's Ooh, one. That's so good. Two, very good point. Two, you need to talk to them about that because if they're suppressing feelings, they're going to act out in different ways that they don't even realize. And I used to do that. I used to be mad about certain things. And then people are like, well, you're probably mad. And then I would lash out again. Like, no, that's not it. That wasn't me. That, Mm -hmm. no. 
And it was. It was very much what mm-hmm. they were saying. So they are living in a bubble. You need to burst that bubble because at the, in the beginning, it's going to seem crazy, but at the end, it's going to be better for them and you. Mm. Mm. Oh, I mean, I love all of that, Maya, but I will say if it's people, because from what I understood, it was people that who aren't in her reality. So it I might not be mm-hmm. family, mm-hmm. right? I don't mm-hmm. think those people are worth her emotions. And if she is not feeling okay, I think it's okay to say to that person, yeah, I'm good, move it along, and then talk to your circle about it. And Mm -hmm. let them live in their little bubble that is not your reality. Let them live in their world where they think that everything is normal and things are absolutely not normal for Black Americans, of course. But they're not worth your time and your energy then. I think that that, that that's okay to let those people live in their bubble, let them do their thing, let Mm -hmm. them be them. They showed you who they are yeah, and move it along. When you can I just say one quick thing? When you're in a, a workspace, besides this one, this one's amazing. I've never had a black work family like this one. You know, <laughs> public service announcement. Um, but when I was in white spaces, I get what you're saying. Like, let them be where they are. But when mm-hmm. I did that, I had very deep depression because mm-hmm. they didn't realize what they were, what they did, which was normal to them. It impacted me in such a way. Me harvesting that inside really was a detriment to me. And I'm on this new wave of, I'm no longer holding in things to make you as a white person or an other be, feel great. I don't, mm. I, I no longer care about you. I have to protect me now because I've been yeah. protecting other people for so long to the detriment of myself. It, it's left me in this place of now I need therapy. Mm-hmm. So that that's just what I mean by burst of up. I get what you're saying. Leave them where they at. And some people you just really cannot get through to them and you do have to, but Oh, you gonna know. You gonna know what's <laughs> going you on. Gonna learn today. Or listen, I feel like I think there's a happy medium between what both of y'all are saying. Yeah. You know, I feel like you don't wanna come off, unfortunately, what they label us as when we speak repetitively on certain things instead of it being known as passionate for us it's you know the Mm -hmm. angry black woman so I feel like if it's a repetitive client that you're seeing on a regular basis and they're constantly coming up in there and just disregarding you know what you're going through it's okay well yeah you know but this just happened and unfortunately it's something every single week but Mm -hmm. it's like no matter how much we push it down their throats, the truth is a lot of them really won't understand. So it's mm-hmm, like you can mm-hmm. go ahead and hold it in and you be sick or you can constantly go ahead and speak out about it and then you still be sick because now they're not understanding. So I feel like it's a matter of like, again, between both of y'all finding a balance to where you keep your sanity, but at the same time, try to bring it to other people's realization. True that. I also try to make mental notes out loud. So I'll tell people, like, must be nice, like, noted. <laughs> and and people know this about me. Like, I will say to people, like, noted, and I'll just leave it there. Like, just, I, I made a mental note of that, just so you know. It's in your file. So just be aware of that moving forward. Just, I'm going to move differently because of these specific notes in your file. And mm. I feel like that's just, like, you put people on notice almost, too. And we're going to close this out with, my favorite one. It's a little messy, but that's that's what we love. We're going to end it on a positive <laughs> high note with Lala. All right, let's play okay. the tape. I feel like I'm crushing on some of the guys that I get to work with. And it's not cool because you can't mix business with pleasure in 2021. Like, are we doing that? Like, it really has me stressed out. I didn't pop the nail off, y'all. <laughs> I don't know what to do. Like, can you mix business with pleasure in 2021? Like, can I... Can I, can I, 
fuck one of them? Can I say that? Can I? <laughs> I don't even know if I can say that. Anyway, like, can you mix business with pleasure? 2021. Like, is res- is that a part of respectability politics? Because aren't we supposed to be moving away from that? Aren't we supposed to be moving away from respect? Like, shouldn't I, as a woman, be able to do what I want with my body, whether or not it involves my work? Am I being messy? I'm not a messy bitch. <laughs> She's trying to give herself the answer to the question. She's trying to justify in the moment. In the moment. <laughs> for real, for real, I don't think it's the smart thing to do because that's your lust coming out. And it's like, which would you rather? Because, of course, if it's good, sometimes we had this habit of accidentally getting digmatized. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And if you digmatize, you don't think straight. And then, God forbid, you see him flirting with the next best thing, you're going to be sick. Now you can't even properly answer the phone when somebody calling. <laughs> you piss with an attitude. Your manager looking at you sideways. Like, I wouldn't do it. I think sometimes everything that glitters ain't gold. Also, is he? Are, are they vaccinated? Like, what? What? Are, what, are, what are their health habits like? Like, we need to. <laughs> there's some specifics that need to be covered. And you talk about in 2021. These are questions that I want to. These are answers that I need in 2021. Are you vaccinated? Right. That part. <laughs> and even just going to the work thing. I've been there. I did it. I dated someone at work. And I when that too. went left, <laughs> excuse me, excuse me, everyone's like, well, I didn't no, hear any details. Yeah. <laughs> early 20s, okay? 10 years ago. Me too. Early 20s. It was a time. Actually, but you're still in your early 20s, Kathleen. Oh, thank you. you. Thank you so yes, much for exactly. the clarification. <laughs> you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. This was a long time ago. Yes. yes. I was basically a baby. But it, when it went sideways and I was still hung up, I wasn't able to concentrate at times. And that was. Even more frustrating for me, a Capricorn who loves my work, who is very ambitious, and I couldn't concentrate on work because this dude him had done day. me wrong, and I had I mm-hmm. had to see him every day. I had to work with him, Sheesh. and so I mean I wouldn't recommend it, but that's like my personal shit getting in the way. Kathleen, I, did I you fight at work? It. Did you fight at work, Kathleen? Would I fight at work? Did you? Did you almost like? <laughs> Girl, you know I'm from the suburbs. I can't fight, but I almost did. <laughs> I almost did. Did you? Um, you know, get the staple and tap. <laughs> did you? Did you? I want to. I want to see Kathleen lose it. I just want it one time. I want to see Kathleen lose her shit. She wants to be braids flying. I feel like, Kathleen like seemed like okay. the type where when she's mad, she's you're not gonna know in a moment. She's gonna be so pissed, and then later on, she's gonna think about all the things she oh. could have did in that moment. Mm. That's it. That's it. You're absolutely right. Ooh. You are me and I am you. Mm. <laughs> yeah. I think about it that like a week later, I'm like, I should have done this. I should have said mm, this to this same. person. And then, and then I'll bring oh. it up. And then I'll be like, you remember a week ago? <laughs> yes. And then they'd be That's looking at say. you like you crazy. <laughs> I feel like for like this one, I... Mm, Again, my (laughs) advice is terrible. So that's my brand. But here's what I think is a piece of this. Because here's the thing. It sounds like she's going to do what she's going to do. I'm just going to be real with you on that. Mm -hmm. And like, Mm -hmm. I am also that kind of person of like, I can ask for advice. I'm not going to listen. But if you you would like to hear about my life, then that's great. But so if she's going to do that anyways... I don't necessarily have a problem with it. I do think that you need to set the rules for whatever you're doing if you do decide to do that 
from the jump. Like, rule number one, don't repeat that shit. Like, that is, like, yes, that Yes, Megan? To me, okay, know? Meg. I was yeah. out here like, Diane Leary. <laughs> like, that's, like, to me, like, for any workplace type of things that go down, like, that's rule number one through ten. Like, we're not talking about this anywhere else. You're not telling your friends or your coworkers in meetings about what you're doing with me later. Like, and so if you two can be adults about that and agree to that before the clothes come off, and the vaccinations are proven, then that to me is the biggest thing. Like, I'm less concerned about the work piece of it. I know, I guess maybe I should be, but like, I'm more concerned about that like water cooler shit because I don't like that at all. Mm-hmm. And it and, like, never happened if the dick one slapping. So, <laughs> <laughs> it never even happened, sis. You don't even have to qualify with HR for one slapping, okay? Um, Weak, because you know the men on a job just like in high school. She said men, plural. So that means she trying to give each of them a sample. <laughs> and I think they going, yeah, you know, I hit that at work. Me mm-hmm. too, dog. That's great. Mm. Dap them up. Nice. Yeah. Oh, d- deny, deny. <laughs> deny, yeah. deny. Literally. But look, we are all here again. We are all for a shot girl summer. So live your life. <laughs> Do it responsibly and um, maybe just give us an update because we already know it's going to turn left. So Mm. we'll be here when it does. (laughs) Wait, 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 wait. It's over? (laughs) We're done. We took about an hour with you. You want to keep talking? We can keep talking. Yes. (laughs) I don't feel like we covered enough. She looks so disgruntled. (laughs) (laughs) The Go Off This Podcast is a Refinery29 original. It is produced by Rashad Isaac, Crystal Devone, Jordan Mason, and me, Chelsea Sanders. It's edited by Hanger Studios. My co-hosts today were Kathleen Newman-Bermang, Maya Carmichael, and Stephanie Long. Like what you heard and want some more? Head over to Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you listen to podcasts to catch up on all episodes. And don't forget to drop a review or leave a comment to let us know what you think. You can also find us where it all started, on Instagram, at R29Unbothered. Thanks for listening. And don't forget, it's okay to go off, sis. Money world.